1: across our music and culture channels we have a wide range of shows covering every genre along with chat shows discussions and special broadcasts here is just one of our recent shows to catch the full show head to our mix club page or listen live at sohoradiolondon.com
0: feel like a warmer This is a special takeover show on Soho Radio for International Women's Day. My name is Gina Dunn from the Cover Project and I am joined by the incredible Naomi Holt from Tipsy Aunt Flo and today we're going to be covering off on the International Women's Day theme Choose to Challenge by discussing some of the greatest challenges in our lives as well as answering the 3 top questions in the tipsy aunt Flo bleeders club about how everyone manages their periods man do we feel like women after that song yes naomi can you introduce us to tipsy aunt Flo?
1: of course firstly man i feel like a woman like Hell yeah. come on definitely love that so tipsy aunt flow we are all about periods and we're all about women and we're all about wine so what a fabulous combination so we are a profit for purpose wine label who donate 50 percent of our profits to helping fight period poverty and we do that of course with the cover project we um, also have the bleeders club to help destigmatize periods and really help women and menstruators because obviously not all menstruators identify as women, um, break down the stigma surrounding, surrounding periods. So that's super exciting. We love it. Um, we have a Pinot, a Rosé and a Bubbles. And, yeah, it's pretty awesome. And I love the work we get to do with the COVID Project. So, Gina, let's talk about what you do and your amazing charity.
0: Thank you. So so at the COVID Project, basically what we do is we provide menstrual health education and menstrual cups to girls in developing communities who don't have access to safe sanitary care, sanitary products, everything they would need to menstruate with dignity. So we work in Liberia, Ghana, Malawi and Uganda at the moment. And uh, we have in the last two years since we we began as an organization, we have distributed 6,500 cups, which we're really proud of. And we've also established some pretty magical partnerships with some pretty cool mm-hmm. organizations like Tipsy Art Flow, mm-hmm. um, where we get to work on great things like groovy wines that can be enjoyed by everyone and also mm-hmm. give back to um, to the girls that we're trying to support or the menstruators as we're trying to support. As you said, very importantly, it is mm-hmm. you know essential that we... We include everybody who menstruates in this, um, you know, inclusivity is a core part of, I think, both of our values and belief Mm -hmm. systems. So, yes, so excited to be spending International Women's Day with you, Naomi, so that we can kind of go through everything that we're working on.
1: I know. It's so exciting. It's such a beautiful day, like, to be able to celebrate how far women have come and everything that we help the world achieve like I just love it and I think it's a really good time as well to turn the spotlight on what still needs to be done so it's 100%. I'm very excited to be here
0: yeah I mean international women's Day isn't it just that kind of like time of the year where you can reflect on what has been achieved um, in kind of recent decades and also what we need to still work on and and I think it's it's always an interesting interesting day because I I spend it at all sorts of luncheons and things like that mm-hmm. and we we chat about what we want to achieve and what the objectives are and and quite often they're they're really big objectives but the great thing about you know working in menstrual health is that that's a really like actionable objective that you know you can make a difference tomorrow um, by giving a mm-hmm. cup to a girl so so I think what's kind of exciting about our, our work is that we do seem to be in a space where we we do make that difference quite quickly. And um, so International Women's Day has become a very exciting thing to introduce so many more people to that concept.
1: Definitely. And it's one of um, my tipsy Outflow was started by myself and my partner, Nick. And when we were choosing what charity we wanted to work with within this um, space of menstrual health and period poverty, COVID project really stood out to us because Gina and her experience, which she can share more of when she was in Africa, she did seeing this problem that had such a simple solution and actually doing something about it. That was just really beautiful to us because some things, there are some big problems in the world and they're really hard to solve. But this one's actionable and quite simple in terms of if you give a menstrual cup to a girl and the cup lasts her 10 years, then the flow-on effects of that are amazing and that's what we really loved about the work COVID do.
0: Yeah I mean the ripple effects are are almost endless it's like we always Mm. say you know you give a girl a cup you keep her in school it's really a lot about bridging that 50-day attendance um, gap between boys and girls Um, but but a lot of the time if if you're missing 50 days of school you're going to drop out a lot earlier so you're actually not finishing high school and and the girls who receive cups are now kind of able to finish that high school level, which then puts them in a better position to approach university, to enter the workplace. When they're in the workplace, they're more likely to get a government job. The more women in government, mm. the less corruption, and it's better for the economy. It's like the ripple effects are huge. So so we mm. get excited about this tiny little silicon cup, but, like, it's mm. so much more than just that.
1: I feel like we should call it the flow on effect because the I flow of the period love and the that flow pun. of it. Yeah, the flow effect. Yes. I and think you use flow cups, I believe, so.
0: We do. I think any <laughs> flow pun that we can throw in is essential now. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I also wanted to say that, like, one of the most exciting things when we were approached for this partnership with um, you guys was listening mm-hmm. to Nick talk about how important this was to him Mm. Um, Which is, you know, I mean, that's something beautiful about International Women's Day is all the allies that come out of the woodwork being like, this is what needs to be done. This is what I'm contributing. Mm. It's just a very positive thing. And I always remember Nick saying, if I have a daughter, I want to be proud to say, like, I supported the COVID project and menstrual health was really important to me. And I understood Um, the flow-on effect that it could have. Um, so I, I always remember hearing that and just thinking, oh this is this is the kind of people that I want to work with because mm-hmm. um, yeah, you just get it.
1: Yeah, and he's so good. I remember when we we knew we wanted to start a wine label that was able to donate fifty percent of their profits to a charitable cause and it was really important for us to be able to work for a cause that we knew would have a flow-on effect would help people not just like in a white savior kind of a way in an actual helping and being there to provide what they're saying they need and when we came across periods nick at first was a little bit like hmm what does this work and then he kind of went away he did research on period poverty he looked up all this stuff and he came back and he was like we're doing it this works (laughs) really well like this needs to be done and now he like One of his friends came up to me and he's like, yeah, Nick just randomly starts talking about periods with the boys now. Like,
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah, one of my favourite stories is um, when I was starting the COVID project, I was kind Mm -hmm. of introducing it to my family as a concept. Menstrual cups were a foreign concept to start Mm -hmm. with. So then talking about menstrual cups going over to Liberia was even more foreign. (laughs) Um, And my dad had his, I believe it was his, oh, I, I will get the, the timeline wrong on this and get in big trouble, but maybe like 40 year school reunion. Um, <laughs> and he went along with a menstrual cup and he threw it at every single one of his mates who was there. And I just thought it was the funniest thing ever. He said, if they're doctors, they're lawyers, if they don't know about this, that's on them. It's time for them to wake up and get on board with equality. And I was like, that's, that's absolutely right, Dad. You throw those menstrual cups at those men.
1: <laughs> go, Daddy. Go, Dad, Gina, Jen. Oh, that's amazing.
0: Yeah, and I, yeah. I also want to touch on exactly what you said in terms of like when you were looking for a charity, you didn't want anything that had that that white savior essence to it, mm-hmm. and that's always been something that's that's very much on our mind. All of our team is is um, certainly on the same page about this issue, which is we don't want to go anywhere and push a product that people don't want. We don't want to supply Mm -hmm. a solution that hasn't been um, asked for and is of no value. We really, Mm -hmm. it's all about consultation and collaboration for us and that's why Mm -hmm. we work with local partners. We make sure that we're not going into any communities that are not our own communities and saying, here, this is what you need, this is um, the solution we're going to provide. And we work super closely with project leaders who, um, who are able to come on and give us really clear guidance on on the solutions that we can provide that are best suited for the community and then tailored to make sure that they're actually effectively implemented. So we're quite excited about how we we handle um, our operations because they are completely community led. Um, And anytime Mm -hmm. they start to to move away from that and there becomes kind of too many middlemen and hierarchy and things like that, that's not what we're trying to do. So we always try to keep it really kind of small community-based grassroots stuff um, where we have very, very um, close friendships with all of our partners and everybody feels that they can openly criticise and um, and help the project get better, which is, um, yeah, something I'm, I'm pretty proud of.
1: And you should be proud of it. I really, like, we loved that. That's why we were drawn to you guys. Recently, um, I think it was last Wednesday, We watched the Cover Projects documentary. They had a big virtual event. And one thing that really stood out to me was, you'll have to mention the name for me, Gina, but one of your project partners, he is a male. He is Musa. Musa, yes. And Musa said that he is a feminist and he's proud to be a feminist. And he was talking about that. And what really struck me was, I think, in Western countries, where the, the equality is a lot closer for women. Feminist has become a dirty word almost mm. that is associated a lot with um, anger and tearing men down. But you go to a country where there's still such a big gap in, um, between men and women and the equality that they have, and that's where men are really proud to use that word. And I think yeah. for International Women's Day, it's really important to remember it's about the whole world. Until there's equality all over the world for women, we don't have equality anyway.
0: Yep, absolutely. And I think, you know, Mercer is incredibly proud to be a feminist. All of his, his mates are feminists. Um, and a part of that is really being raised by incredible mothers. Um, so, you know, I'd love to say that it was the COVA project that came across and really like, <laughs> you know, boosted Moose's, you know, uh, passion about women, but it wasn't. It was mm. his mother. He was raised mm. by a strong, independent woman. She taught him everything he knows. Um, his, he has a, if I was to describe his soul, it would just be like beautiful, perfect mm. sunshine. Um, and, and that's all his mom. So, so he really mm. credits her with everything. Um, And it's incredibly important to him to be like an absolute ally uh, to the women of West Point where he lives. He fully understands the importance of making sure everybody is empowered and able to be independent and not have to rely on their male counterparts. So Mm. he is just a beacon of light and a joy to work with.
1: Mm. And he's a great example of why we should all be feminists
0: absolutely
1: okay guys well now seems like a fitting time to take a break we've been talking about how amazing some men are at being kind and also with international women's day the trolls like to get out so this is a little reminder to treat people with kindness and that is the song by harry styles that we are going to play for you it's okay
0: I guess um, the next thing we could talk about is the fact that International Women's Day has a theme every year Mm -hmm. and that theme for 2021 is choose to challenge which I feel like is appropriate because 2020 and 2021 have just been a challenge in general for everyone so like perhaps we don't have to choose to do it but we should because it's always best to challenge yourself it's how you learn Mm -hmm. and grow and all of those good things so I was wondering if we could chat about some of the challenges that we've faced in our, in our lives and also in building the businesses slash charities that we've built. Mm-hmm. Um, and for myself, I know that my greatest challenge is that um, when I was in year 10 at school, I got Lyme disease. And so I was unable to graduate school, which was like the opposite of my plan. I was like a full-on nerd at school. I love school um it was like the golden years Mm -hmm. for me and there was like nothing that anyone could have done to have teared me out of school so that was um a bit tragic to have to to face that but basically Mm -hmm. i was challenged with what are you going to do with your life like your path is not going to be conventional you're not going to go to university you're not going to be a doctor or a vet or any of those things that you would plan to be you know what are you going to do and basically what i had to figure out for myself was how am I going to achieve the goals that I plan to achieve by being a doctor and a vet? And those those goals were really just to help um, to help, period, actually. <laughs> so um, so help people, help animals. And how do I do that now without a university degree? And so I started volunteering for not for profits. um and then got jobs with them and finally settled on the issue that I was most passionate about which ended up being menstrual health no one saw that coming I didn't see that coming Mm -hmm. I was the kid in PDHP who would like giggle every time someone said vagina or period (laughs) Um, and now I am the period girl which is like not ideal for my dating life but it's fine we're gonna like get through it (laughs) Um, but yeah I need to find someone like Nick who's like yes periods at the moment that's like that's a very select group of men so hit me up anyone if you're like got that kind of vibe going um but but yeah not in a creepy way not in a in the actually that's a very good point Mm. (laughs) there is a fine line you
1: ask to come your way
0: (laughs) (laughs) that is so true there is such a fine line between men who are like menstruation is my passion I'm like oh I'm so sorry I need to like remove myself immediately and people who are like totally understand the benefits of what you're doing I'm like hi if you'd like to come over that's fine Um, (laughs) but yeah I had to I had to take on that challenge and basically every day because I still have Lyme disease you know it's it's not improved which is such another topic but you know it's Mm -hmm. like many medical challenges and chronic illnesses uh, you Mm -hmm. just kind of have to learn how to manage yourself and so every day I kind of have to choose to challenge myself but the benefits of making that choice each each morning and uh, working on this stuff is um, it has such a such a major benefit and um kind of I'm I'm very uh happy to make that choice every day because I I know how how much of an impact it has now so so that is my choosing to challenge Naomi I'd love to know the challenges that you've tackled in your life
1: I'm trying to think of one that I feel I guess comfortable sharing and that I think is within the scope of this um I think I can briefly touch on a couple, and I think it's important to touch on this just because for International Women's Day, another really big topic, which we won't stray off to, but I think is important to mention, is like domestic and family violence. Yeah. And as a child, um, I am a survivor of family violence. Our stepfather was very um, violent against my mom, my brother and myself, and um, also very emotionally manipulative and i think it's important to talk about these things again as women because one of the leading causes um of women who die under a certain age and stuff like that is also due to a domestic abuse and at the hands of their partner yep. and if a woman is likely to be a victim of crime or murdered it's usually by somebody she knows so i guess um The way that that challenge has actually shaped me, though, is that it's led me down the path of where I am now. So not only do I run Tipsy Outflow, which I just love and get so much joy from, I'm also working to become a psychologist. And in that area, I'm really all about women and empowering women and supporting them, but also working with men and women to learn how to have healthy, respectful relationships and how to communicate efficiently so I think for me that was probably one of the biggest like challenges that I've overfaced, I've overcome and just I think from what you were saying with your limes and all this stuff, women and men, no matter what challenges we face and adversities we come across, it's beautiful as humans how we have the ability to turn it into something positive, how Absolutely. we can have our life completely taken away from us what we thought we were going to do or what we thought was going to happen and then still manage to create an environment like you have Gina where you're now helping over 6,000 women have access to menstrual cups like I think that's why we need to choose to challenge ourselves if we're not challenging the adversities and we're staying within outside our comfort zone we're not ever going to get anything done so I know that was like a bit of a heavy one to bring up, but I just think it's important on a day like this.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. And thank you for sharing that because I feel like sharing survivor stories is, mm. you know, it's incredibly difficult, but it's so helpful for other people to hear it and mm. know that, you know, you can face a challenge like that and come mm. out as an incredibly kind and empathetic person. So, so thank thanks you. for sharing that Naomi. I think that that means thank a lot you. to a lot of people. Yeah. You love a hell more you, you love a heart touch you my one. When all is said and done, you will believe God is a woman and day. I, I feel it after midnight, a feeling that you can find my
1: one. It lingers when we're done. You will believe God is a woman. And that was God is a Woman by Ariana Grande.
0: So I guess another thing that we can chat about is the wonderful Bleeders Club, which Mm. uh, you have established, which I have been a part of and you have been a part of, um, which is basically breaking down the stigma around menstruation in a really fun way.
1: Mm. So I guess I can just take over and tell you guys more. So tipsy out flow we have two main missions that guide our choices and what we do and what we create and those two are ending period poverty and ending period shame they're the two thing we're, two things we're passionate about and that drive us so to end period shame we created the bleeders club which is a really fun initiative that involves strong menstruators opening up about their period and we have this on our Instagram and it is in a blog um, format as well so there's women opening up just online in text answering their questions and then there's women who are jumping up on video like me and Gina have on an IGTV series and when we do this women answer three basic questions which I'm going to walk us through now so Um, The first one is we ask everybody to tell us about their first period, a little bit about the experience. So, Gina, tell me about your first period.
0: My first period is, like, a period horror story for the ages. (laughs) Um, Basically, I was, like, I wasn't really someone who was, like, highly educated on periods, but I knew that, like, when I got it, I would just, like, go and chat to mum and be, like, what am I doing Um, But unfortunately, my period landed on a very rare occasion where my Mm -hmm. sister was going off to New Zealand to to compete in an athletics competition and my mum and dad were going with her. And so were my grandparents, like a a lot of my family just happened to be out of the country at once, which was like the only time that ever happened. And Mm -hmm. I was meant to be staying with friends because I grew up in an excellent neighborhood where all of my friends live, like two houses either side of me. So I was just going to be shuffled between um, houses. Mm -hmm. And uh, the moment they left and got on that plane and were out of uh, contact, I got my period. which is just yeah exactly of course that's that's how it should happen it should just be the worst possible scenario so i basically went uh through my little coin jar and pulled together a collection of two dollar coins i walked up to the shops and i just like found myself in the giant period sanitary product (laughs) section of the uh supermarket where i was just faced with like Super maxi, nighttime, tampon, organic. And I was like, I don't know the answer to any <laughs> of the questions that I also don't know to ask. So I grabbed everything, um, just one of kind of every possible option. And I walked over to the counter where there was a kind of, you know, gorgeous, pimply faced 18 year old boy. Uh, who scanned all of my products, looking at me like, are you okay? And like, obviously I was not. Um, And he threw them in a plastic bag because back then plastic bags were a thing. So that was completely see-through. So that went under my jumper pretty quickly. And I uh, jogged home. And then when I got <laughs> home, I read all of the instructions, which I don't know if anyone's ever, like, read tampon instructions from the, from a box. I don't feel <laughs> like people actually do that. Normally, like, you either have, like, a little help book or, like, your mum. The, the instructions mm. are not great. And I was just like, listen, this is what I'm doing because I – the whole pad concept to me, I was like that – that seems outrageous that I would just be allowed to bleed. Like, obviously, you need to put pressure on the bleeding. Like, yeah. a, a tampon is a must. I was in full Grey's Anatomy mode.
1: <laughs> what do you mean? I just sit in a diaper of my own blood?
0: I know that's such a great concept. <laughs> great, I'll sit in my own blood for four to eight hours. Great, no, good, good. Um, so I went with the with the plug option, which was a tampon. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. i just made it work there was no like like all of my friends have stories of sitting in the bathroom and like struggling and you know Mm. i don't know how to use a tampon that wasn't an option for me it was like Mm. you know my sister was competing in like javelin and i was like this is my javelin like you're just going up it's it's end of there's no like messing around here and that was my first period. And ever since I was like the period girl at school in terms of like, if anyone had to like learn how to use a tampon, I was the coach in the bathroom being like, this is how it works. Let's go, girl, like you got this. Um, <laughs> and like, yeah, just, just had to manage it that way. And I'm, I'm like, now I'm very proud of it, but like when it was happening, absolute mm-hmm. horror story. Give me yours, I hope it's better.
1: <laughs> so do you know what I love? is the fact that you have like, nobody saw it coming that I was going to be like the period girl, but you're just mm. like, yeah, when I was younger, I just used to coach everybody on what to do with a tampon. <laughs> Seems like you were destined to be the period girl.
0: Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs>
1: <laughs> You've been the period girl from the start.
0: It turns <laughs> out it was my destiny.
1: <laughs> ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh okay so my first period so my um mum and dad are divorced my dad is lovely different person from the story before
0: mm-hmm.
1: beautiful man but still my dad <laughs> and yes. I do every second weekend at his and I would have been I reckon about 13 when I got mine and mum had already kind of sat me down with a little book like you were saying like I had the book I was told what would happen and this and that so I knew a period was a thing like that didn't take me by surprise yeah but of course the one weekend in every two weeks that I met my dad's Aunt Flo turned up (laughs) and I remember just being like what the hell what the hell what the hell what the hell no one invited you Aunt Flo I know, you're not wanted right now. <laughs> I don't want to I'm a thirteen year old girl at all. I'm not walking in there and talking to my dad about this. And I just remember being in the bathroom and kinda of looking at my undies and looking back up and then looking it just kinda of like look at like what what do I do? And yeah. I just did what I think every girl in their life has done before. I grabbed the toilet paper and I just started wrapping.
0: The and classic just, toilet paper yeah, wrap.
1: Yeah, I just MacGyvered. <laughs> my underwear and luckily it was on a Sunday night because my dad was taking it was me back to my mum's that night and I remember just like I've just got to get through I've just got to get through the next few hours and then I'll be home and then I can be like mum. and I don't actually remember like what happened when I got home or any of it I just remember that one moment of being like you have to be kidding me that it's come now like yeah what the hell so yeah that was my first period
0: I love the phrase "MacGyvered my underwear." That's yeah. <laughs> That has to be like you have to
1: trademark that. <laughs> well, funnily enough, it's actually so a lot of the girls we interview have had a similar experience with that, and I think two or three people have said MacGyvered their underwear. Oh, so my gosh. I think I think MacGyver never expected that his name would be used like that.
0: No, but it's important. It
1: definitely is.
0: We need to change his image. (laughs)
1: Yeah, 100%. So that's always the first question we ask. And I think it's a really good one because even from just mine and Gina's stories, you can see how different they are and the approaches we've had. And it's very fun to hear about these stories. And the next one I always like to ask is what is your period must-have?
0: So my period must-have is pretty simple. It's pepperoni pizza. Now that is like a super privileged <laughs> answer. I'm like across the fact that like it's incredibly mm. unhealthy. I'm very sorry for anyone who can't eat cheese. Um, <laughs> it, like I, if I didn't have that, I would be some kind of sea urchin demon creature that like you would not <laughs> want to go near because I might like spike you to death so so pepperoni pizza is my go-to on the first day of my period it's the thing that i mentally am like okay mm. i have my period i'm very upset about this but i know that pizza <laughs> will come to me and therefore i will get through this so i mean a heat a heat pack mm. is the the other answer yes. that does not leave me for seven yeah. days because i'm one mm-hmm. of those unlucky people who gets their period for seven mm. days um, instead of five or three. I've heard about the three, the, you know, fable The mythical people. unicorns. Yes, <laughs> the unicorns of the of the menstruation world. But, yes, heat pack, pepperoni pizza, and I'm, like, okay. What about you?
1: Well, for me, I jokingly say I really need to come with, like, a warning sign. <laughs> like, do approach with caution, um, engage at your own risk. I just... Like, for the first two days before I get my period, I am, like, an empty shell or just really sassy. Like, I'm either just I can't think, I can't focus, I can't do it. Like, it's yes. actually almost debilitating yep. or I'm just so, like, and, it like, Nick will, like, say something and I'll just look at him like, you're an idiot. Yeah and like, he's not even done anything. And I'm just like, and then I go, oh, I think my period's coming. Yeah. <laughs> so i uh,
0: can tell by my personality i don't need to look at the date my personality is
1: warning you it does and i think like it's very important to talk about that because um pms is a real thing but it's not an excuse for men to use to call women crazy it's actually a hormonal flux that our body goes through because of the levels of progesterone and estrogen and your partner needs to be aware that's happening so that they can be understanding, not so that they can use it against you. Yes. And since me and Nick have been able to have that conversation about it, he's a lot more understanding. He doesn't get offended. He gives me the support or space I need. And I also can make sure I'm not reactive to him. Yeah. Whereas if I had a partner who was just like, oh, you're crazy. You're getting your period again. It's just like totally different than if maybe Nick goes, are you feeling okay? Like, is it that, like, there is a way to say is your period making you feel like this without being an asshole. So I think that's just an important caveat.
0: It's also like, how many people do you know who have been in those relationships where it's Mm. just like, Oh, you're on your period. You're the worst. It's like, Mm. what planet did you grow up on where you can say something like that? Mm. And it be like an acceptable sentence.
1: Yeah, seriously, like you try have your uterus shed its lining for like seven days each month have and you, see how you feel.
0: Have you been around a guy who stubbed his toe? It's like the most <laughs> dramatic thing anyone's – it's honestly childbirth <laughs> for a guy. They're like, you don't understand the pain and you're like, hi, my uterus every month. Like don't yeah. even mess with me. And for multiple days, like keep kicking that toe against that table for yeah. five days and then we'll
1: talk. Yeah yeah exactly yeah oh I know darlings (laughs) but that's why like these conversations are important so because I think for too long men have been sheltered from this conversation because they think it's gross and they're told it's gross it's like darling you wouldn't be here if your mother never menstruated like periods are a beautiful part of life that you need to get comfortable with if you do have a daughter you need to be able to not shame her and make her feel comfortable I hate hearing stories about when I was younger when my friends would be at their boyfriend's house at school and they'd be like, oh, there was no bin in the toilet, so I asked if maybe he could get one and he kind of just said it was disgusting and gross. Like, Ugh. that's not okay.
0: Who is that helpful for as well? Mm. Like, would you, is the alternative that I, like, leave my used <laughs> tampon on the floor? If you don't want to get a bin, that's <laughs> fine, but, like, I do have options here and yeah. I can destroy your your clean bathroom if you'd like like it's your call
1: you can oh, literally clog just... their pipes
0: <laughs> Flush it. watch me clog your pipes <laughs>
1: <gasps> oh.
0: and while we're on the topic of the bleeders club let's put on the bleeders anthem bleeding love by everyone's favorite leona lewis i
1: keep bleeding i keep keep bleeding love you cut me open <laughs> So, the last question that we always ask as well is about, I guess, embarrassing or cringy stories. And some people have some, others don't. And I just think it's really fun because, well, honestly, I just like laughing when I hear everybody. So, Gina, obviously, your first experience was a bit funny and a little bit embarrassing. Do you have another story?
0: Of course, I do. Who would I be <laughs> to just have one embarrassing story? <laughs> Um, probably my most recent one was just a like really fun moment where I couldn't get my menstrual cup out, which like it does happen. (laughs) Um, and like it's, it's the only time it's actually happened to me and I've been using a cup for two years, but Mm. I, maybe I got a bit cocky because I've been using it for so long Mm. that I was like, it doesn't happen. Menstrual cups don't get stuck. (laughs) And I obviously was having a day where I was like a bit stressed or like a bit Mm. angry. And like, maybe that was because I had my period. So I was just that by default. Um, But clearly my muscles had just clenched up. Mm. And I had also um, chewed my nails, which I tend to do when I'm stressed, which meant Mm. I just had kind of like stubs for fingers, which like every girl knows if you're doing your makeup, anything like having nails is very helpful for like, you know, doing intricate tasks and having mm. no fingernails sometimes is not helpful. So <laughs> I had to try and get my menstrual cup out. And it was just like, no, I live here now. Like you can leave me alone. I'll stay here. Mm. Um, so I really did like, I mean, I guess it's it, the best way to describe it would be like, headstands yoga slash breakdancing moves all through the bathroom <laughs> as I like rolled around on the ground to get into positions where I'd be able to like reach it better oh,
1: um gosh. and
0: in the end I did just like squat down in the shower and as the like water was running across my face I was like yeah I need to have a cry so I just like, had a little cry <laughs> was like oh, poor me like my menstrual cup now lives within me oh this is so <laughs> sad and then finally i was like okay like game face on calm down so i sat down i like pitched my favorite place in the world calmed right down mm. and then immediately pulled that cup out like it was ready to leave oh, so that's... that was probably my like embarrassing cringy story because truly I'm meant to be the person who can like give great advice about menstrual cups. And I think probably that was the crying moment was like, am I a fraud? And then I was like, (laughs) okay, what is the advice you give to everyone? Calm down, relax, Mm -hmm. do something else, distract yourself and then try again. And that's exactly what worked. So yes, that is my most recent, and it is like horribly and embarrassingly very recent that that happened.
1: (laughs) That's so funny. That is so funny, though. I can just, like, oh, uh, just.
0: (laughs) I I had, like, legs up on the wall and, like, honestly, because I'm not a yoga person, so I don't Mm. know how to describe the poses I was in, but I know if I had a yoga teacher, they'd be, like, wow you must be like a black belt in yoga like you're very talented (laughs) look at where your legs are that's crazy look
1: how bendy you are
0: exactly literally and I didn't even know I could do it so there you go
1: and I love it because like it's exactly what you said like as soon as you took your mind off it calm down relaxed it was fine but when you're yeah. stressing your pelvic muscles would have just been like your pelvic floor would have been so activated that it was just holding the cup there
0: it literally clenched up like a oh. vice it was like no oh go I was like okay
1: that's so funny <laughs> other things I have to look forward to now I use a menstrual cup ever since starting this work yeah and I love them like I'm such an advocate for them and now I'm like oh that's probably going to happen to me
0: well they're like the they're the best and because i had never Mm. had a negative experience i'm like you leave them in for 12 hours you don't have to worry about them during the work day i don't even feel it when it's in Mm. so like you go about like you don't have your period there's Mm. so many wonderful things and everyone Mm. was like yeah but what if it gets stuck and i was like "Mm." very rare <laughs> if it even can happen <laughs> cut to me crying in the bathroom <laughs> So,
1: yeah. at least you have like an example to give to what to do when it happens and you exactly. know exactly actually works
0: yeah glass half full <laughs> what about you
1: so me i don't have like anything that good because that's just brilliant that was such a fun story <laughs> but um I've had everything like we've all had the leak throughs or those moments or just being yes. in places where you're just like how do I not have a paddle tampon right now like this is annoying yes but one time I remember it was just like for me it just really shows you this story what women go through with their body when they have periods so I had gone out just to a bar with my girlfriends for a night out nothing too big just a few drinks but we weren't driving we'd been at this place for maybe like two three hours and I just started to get these intensely horrible cramps no I was in the middle of this bar and I was just like getting these massive cramps and I just had to like sit down and curl in a ball and I was like I can't move like I can't go anywhere like it was so full-on and any girl as any girl would know you need a heat pack like you need some kind of heat on it immediately to alleviate the pain yeah and obviously i'm in a club like there's no heat packs so my friends are running around frantically trying to figure out what to do and they end up just having to go to the male bartenders and being like Ah, so my friend is getting like period cramps um we need some kind of heat pack or something more like and these poor boys they were so good they found like um bottles like empty bottles and they filled yeah. it up with like hot water and put the lid on and bring them over to me for me to be able to like put on my stomach so like kind of oh, like a hot good water bottle boys. I know so it was so sweet and so nice but like I just remember being in the middle of like a bar with, like, people I knew and guys and all these things just, like, in this bowl with this, like, hot makeshift hot water bottle on my belly being, like, what is life? Why does this happen to me? <laughs> Why? Why? The
0: only thing that could have made that better is if it was mulled wine in the bottles. Yeah.
1: yeah. warm and like on your drink tummy. And-
0: yeah, that you could have <laughs> yeah. sipped on as you.
1: <laughs> We've been working on a, a mulled wine recipe for the Tipsy Outflow Pinot. So that's exciting. Yum. Hmm. Yeah. So, because I feel like sometimes you just want like a glass or two, and you don't want a whole bottle. But then the bottle starts to like, you know, they don't last that long. So this is our solution. So if you've got a little bit of a bottle left and you don't want to drink it and it starts to go bad, you can actually leave it for a few days and then make a mulled wine out of it.
0: And now they know that they can fill it in a bottle as well and use it as a heat pack, and it doubles in its purpose
1: it's recycling reuse reduce recycle
0: (laughs) and our next song is like a girl by everyone's favorite body positivity queen lizzo uh woke up feeling like i just might run for president even if there ain't no precedent switching up the messaging i'm about to Okay, you've been listening to Gina Dunn and Naomi Holt from Tipsy Aunt Flo and the Cova Project for Soho Radio's International Women's Day Takeover. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to listen back to the show, you can catch this and all other International Women's Day specials on Mixcloud or at SohoRadioLondon.com. Uh, Now, before we leave you, because we are running out of time, Naomi, and I want to run through where you can find Tipsy Aunt Flo in the COVA project so that you can stay engaged with everything we're doing. We need all the support we can get to take on the fight against period poverty together. So, Naomi, run through where everybody can find Tipsy Aunt Flo and the Bleeders Club.
1: Well, you can find Tipsy Aunt Flo and get tipsy with us at www.tipsyantflo.com. Flow.com.au. now Flow is without the w so it's just f l o and the instagram is the same at tipsyartflow and the bleeders club sits on both of those and we'd love to have any of our listeners who would love to be part of the bleeders club just send us a dm on instagram or message us through our website and we will get you part of the club
0: I highly recommend it. It's such a fun way to kind of give back in a social way by sharing your stories and and basically making everyone around you feel more comfortable about their awkward experiences.
1: Definitely do it, 100%. And if you want to find out more about the COVA project, Gina, where do we find you?
0: So the COVA project, which is C-O-V-A, is uh, thecovaproject.com, where you can donate, you can learn more about us, you can become an ambassador, volunteer your talents. There's all sorts of ways to get involved. And then, of course, the COVID Project on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, whatever social media you can think of. We're probably there. Um, go check us out. Our Instagram is where we have our most regular updates And it's also a great way to get across Tipsy Aunt Flow as well because, of course, we are constantly uh, promoting each other because when you buy a bottle of wine, we get a cup. and, um, And when you donate to our website for just $7, we also get a cup. So there are cups everywhere and so many opportunities to give.
1: Get yourself a cup of wine and a menstrual cup for somebody else. Absolutely. just get many a cups cups all around cups galore um, <laughs> thank you guys so much for listening and being here with us talking about international women's day it has been so nice to chat with you gina and guys we're going to take you out with a track by beyonce of course um called brown skin girls
0: yeah, you're beautiful Ooh, them them gonna fall in love